0: Mary, join me as we look at Disney destinations and what you need to know so you can be a jolly traveler. Hello again. Has it been a week already? The weeks seem like they just fly by the closer we get to the end of this year. 2021 is soon to be upon us as we enter fall of 2020. I hope you have had a fabulous week and I want to talk to you today about my favorites. Now, I want to start this off by saying with Disney, there are so many different choices. Disney has over 30 different properties to choose from. There are countless number of food opportunities. So, there's a lot of choices when you decide you're wanting to go. I'm going to tell you some of my favorite things and why. But I want you to keep in mind, everybody's different. And what is my favorite may or may not be your favorite. If you're planning on going to Disney, that's why a travel advisor can be so helpful. Because what we do is we don't plan the trip for us. If we did, that would be really boring because we'd be planning the same things over and over and over again. The beauty of it is we listen to you What is your price point? What are you looking to get out of your vacation? What is most important to you and your family? And we take that information and we try to steer you in a way that's going to make your vacation be the very best for your family. We're here to provide feedback and that's you know that's one of the reasons why I'm in the parks as many times as I am besides that I really love it. But You know, I go a lot because things change all the time. Things open, things close. And so it's ever changing. And that's why it's so important for me to go and be able to report back my experience on different things. Let's take a restaurant. I could go to a restaurant and it not be my very favorite thing but when listening to a client, I can hear what they're saying and know that that's going to be the perfect fit for them. This is just the Mary's favorite things. I'm going to tell you my favorite places to stay, my favorite restaurants in the parks, and then you can take that and think about if that's something that is what you're looking for. You might have something totally different in mind and that's okay. That's why Disney makes all the different choices available because everybody's different. Let's start off with resorts because if you're going to Disney, you have to have a place to stay. Disney has three categories of resorts. And they are exactly what they sound like. You have value resorts, you have moderate resorts, and you have deluxe resorts. Value resorts are going to be your lower priced resorts as opposed to the moderate and the deluxe resorts. Moderate resorts are going to be right there in the middle. And then you have deluxe, which is going to be the higher end resorts that has the most amenities to offer. Of the value resorts, and I'm going to be talking about these as if everything is open currently with the shutdowns a lot of the resorts have not reopened we don't know when they're going to start reopening you know a few of these have got tentative schedules to be reopened for later this year early next year but some of them we haven't heard anything about that so we'll have to just watch and see when disney decides to open things back up But I'm going to just go ahead and use the whole pool of things in a perfect world if everything was open of my favorite. Obviously, the first one's going to be easy. If you've listened to any of my podcasts at all, you are going to know my number one value resort is going to be the Pop Century. That is because we stay there a lot. Here are a few reasons why I prefer Pop Century over maybe some of the other value resorts. Pop Century has recently, when I say recently, within the last year, has recently undergone a room renovation property-wide, whereas value resorts still do, at most of them, have two full-size beds. Pop Century did a remodel, and now they have two queen-size beds in their room. For my family, that is a game changer because we have very tall people in our family. And just that difference of having a queen-size bed over a full-size bed makes sleeping much better. Along with those new rooms, they are also one of the resorts that has the ability to take the Skyliner transportation to and from Hollywood Studios and Epcot. Our family loves the Skyliner. We think it's like the ride before you get to the rides and so we really enjoy having that option available to us and we can also easily move from Pop Century to Caribbean Beach or the Riviera if we choose to. So Pop is my number one pick for value resort. Now, if we move to moderate resorts, the one I'm going to tell you about is currently not open, but it is my favorite, and that would be Port Orleans French Quarter. The difference between value and moderate, the main difference are two things. Number one, once you get to moderate resorts, you're going to have a water slide feature at your pool where you do not have water slides at the value resorts. If you're a pool person, if you're a slide person, this might make a big difference. Also, once you go from a value resort to a moderate or deluxe resort, value resorts only have a food court available for resort dining. Once you move to a moderate, you're going to have a choice of a quick service food court or a table service or sometimes multiple table service restaurant options that's the big difference plus you you get some other little extra added little special touches going from value to moderate but my favorite moderate resort is port orleans french quarter the reason for that is because some of the moderate resorts are very large they are they're really large there are some that are even so large that they have an internal bus system that makes multiple stops around the resort before they go to the parks because they're so big. French Quarter is by far the smallest moderate resort that Disney has. So I like the walkability. I like that no matter what your room category is, there's not a long walk to get to the center of the resort to get to the buses at the resort. So, I really enjoy that. I enjoy that at that resort, you also have the option of taking a boat ride to Disney Springs. So, instead of having to take a bus, you can take the the little water taxi or little boat. As I said, currently... None of that is operating, but in a perfect world, that was happening at French Quarter. Probably the biggest thing for me, if I'm just being completely honest, that I love about French Quarter is that in their food court, they have fresh made to order beignets and they are so fabulous. When I stay at French Quarter, I make it a point to have a beignet a day. I think they should change the saying to an apple a day keeps the doctor away. I would say a beignet a day keeps the doctor away because they are so fabulous. Now, this is where it gets a little tricky. Deluxe Resorts. I have three different ones, but they are all my favorites for different reasons. So, I think if I had to just name one, like if you twisted my arm and I had to name one... It's going to be Disney's Polynesian Resort. I think because it is one of the originals resorts that was built when Disney World first opened in 1971. It's the one that I remember staying at my first trip to Disney World when I was a little girl. I think it's because I just love everything about Polynesian culture and the music and the smells and the sights and the sounds and so you're just kind of enveloped in that when you are there also that it's on the monorail line makes it super easy to get back and forth from magic kingdom and epcot side note to that coming up next month they are going to be doing some refurbishments of the Polynesian and they will be shutting down the monorail station at the Polynesian which is so sad because that is a reason why people stay there. A huge reason is to be on that monorail so that probably would not be my choice if I was going during the time of the monorail station being refurbished because like I said that is a big perk to be in that close to the Magic Kingdom and having the monorail capability but like I said we're talking in a perfect world that would be I've been to the Polynesian before when they've um, had fireworks and you can watch the fireworks from the beach or from your room depending on where your room is situated where you didn't have to be actually in the parks now you would miss the projections on the castle but if you've seen that before and just want to look at the fireworks and enjoy those you're able to do that from the comfort of your resort So that's my, if I had to pick just one, that would be it. If I um, was choosing for the pool along with the other amenities, but the pool being a major draw, my opinion is the beach and yacht clubs share the best pool on property. They have a lazy river. It's sand bottomed. It's zero entry. It's perfect for kids. Like literally kids could spend all day at those pools. Well, any of the pools, but this one is just like the next level of pools in my opinion so for families that tell me pool is a big deal for them i always recommend beach or yacht club for that reason the proximity from beach and yacht club to epcot is very close you can you're right beside hollywood studios Currently, the boats that would take you there are not running, so it's not as easy to get to Hollywood Studios as it once was, but it's certainly within walking distance, and you can take the walking trail to Epcot, which is a big draw for people who enjoy a food and wine festival and things like that. The third one would be the Riviera Resort. It is the newest resort that Disney has opened. You can take the Skyliner from the Riviera to Hollywood Studios or Epcot. While it's not known for its lobby, like some of the resorts have the most beautiful lobbies, uh, Riviera, no. But what they like in their lobby, they make up for in their rooms because those rooms are gorgeous. They're very streamlined and minimal and crisp and clean looking. The resort has some of the most beautiful tile work coming from the Skyliner into the resort. It's just overall a very beautiful property and I love the resort very much. So those would be my picks for resort wise. And like I said, there's a lot of others and there's things that I love about, you know, other ones. But if I'm picking just for overall experience, those would be the ones that are my favorite. Now we're going to talk food, specifically table service dining. As you may or may not know, not all of the restaurants have reopened since the shutdown. Especially hit hard have been locations for character breakfasts and buffets. So Disney is kind of in a transition period here also with the restaurants And, um, so I look for that to change things to open back up hopefully soon, but for right now, I'm just going to talk about things that are currently open and my favorites at each of the theme parks. So we're going to start at Magic Kingdom because we all know that's my favorite. I'm going to pick two, and you would really think that there would be a lot more dining availability inside the Magic Kingdom. But there really is not, so just know that about Magic Kingdom. A, a lot of my clients are surprised that there's not more offered here, but there just there just isn't. So if I had to pick, I'm going to go with Liberty Tree Tavern. If you like good traditional American fare, you've got turkey and. Roast beef and pork and macaroni and cheese and green beans and mashed potatoes. So if you are are a family that really doesn't like things a little eccentric with your dining... I would steer you more toward Liberty Tree. If you like to, you know, if you weren't scared of some things maybe that you can't pronounce on the menu, but that's super yummy anyway, I would recommend the Skipper Canteen uh, across from the Jungle Cruise. We eat there quite often, and we enjoy that a lot. At Epcot, Via Napoli, which is Italian. We've talked about it and bringing the pizza out on a cart. What's not to love there? If you're going to go on a super splurge, and when I say super splurge, it's pricey. We love Le Cellier in Canada it is a steakhouse and we ate there last year on christmas day and that was we all obviously have steak they have poutine if you like brussels sprouts they had a great brussels sprouts dish it's really good i prefer the food much more to the restaurant decor Because, I mean, it is called La Cellier translation, cellar. So, you do feel like you're kind of in a dark cellar. I mean, that's what it is. But, I can overlook that for a good steak any day. So, La Cellier, like I said, is a little on the pricey side. But, it is very delicious. And, let's see. If I had to pick another one. Let's do a character meal. Garden Grill has good food. And, that is with uh, Mickey and... Chippendale and Pluto and it's like no frills American food as well salad beef turkey mashed potatoes macaroni and cheese and veggies nothing weird nothing that's going to scare you off and think what am I eating just some good old American cooking that everyone loves so that would be my Epcot picks Hollywood Studios Sci-Fi dine we've talked about it I love that restaurant as well as 50s primetime I love it more than my son. He likes the food there, but he does not like getting heckled by the waitstaff. But I always think it is such a fun time. And Animal Kingdom, now here's the one, man. Animal Kingdom is on the struggle bus with some table service restaurants. There's not a lot to pick from out there. So honestly, if I'm honestly telling people, if they ask me, what would you recommend at Animal Kingdom right now? I'm going to say eat quick service eat some Satuli's Canteen, go to the Flame Tree Barbecue, other options there. And Yak and Yeti is good. Yak and Yeti is, if you think, Pan-Asian, it is good. But I'm going to save my money to eat at some of these other places if I'm on a limited budget. I'm going to forego the sit-down dining at Animal Kingdom and use it somewhere else. There's also some great restaurants that are at the resorts. Some have reopened, some have not. There are those options as well, that's just few and far between. I know we've talked about in past episodes Topolino's breakfast being my favorite that's a character meal. It is proven so hard to get reservations for that I think because number one it's so good. Number two people are finding out about it now and number three it's one of only a handful of places where you can see characters uh, with your dining experience now so that reservation is really 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 hard to get now. Some of you may or may not know at the current time Ohana at the Polynesian has not reopened sadness sadness from around the world has been heard from ohana being shut down that's a crowd favorite of so many of my clients and myself as well when we were there in the summer ohana um, was not open so we decided to try kona cafe which is also at the polynesian resort and we had eaten breakfast there before and it's delicious for sure you must go to breakfast at kona but now i'm here to tell you that our dinner there was equally as delicious Sometimes it takes the, the opportunity of being taken away to eat at some place that you normally go to find a new hidden gem, and that's what I feel like Kona Cafe is. We always had very good meals there. They have a wide array of different things to eat, but it's more, I would say, kind of a, an Asian flair to it as well. At Olivia's Cafe at Old Key West Resort, that is a cute little hidden gem there. They have some great dining options, and we ate there for lunch and everything we had. Everybody had something different, and everything was wonderful. When you go to Disney, yes, go to the theme parks, have great meals there. But if you have, you know, an off day that you're not going to the parks, or you have a park that you're going to, and the hours are still shortened, take that opportunity, book a dinner go someplace you've never been. Try something new that you've never tried before. You never know. It might be the game changer for you and your family. I think sometimes we get so scared that we're going to miss something that we know we love for the fear of what we don't know that we just kind of stay in our same little boxes. But I think it's good to kind of try different things. And even if you go and it's just not the the best thing you've ever had, because I've had some of those, let me tell you. At least you went, and you know now, it might not be your thing, so just step outside your box, try new things, don't be scared. Anyway, I just thought I would share a few of my favorite resorts, a few of my favorite dining experiences. As I always like to tell you, our agents at Jolly Holiday Travel Company, we love to help clients decide their very best trip components that's going to make their family's trip the very best. We always give suggestions and things to think about, but it is your vacation. We never cookie cutter anybody's trip and make everybody's the same. Everybody's is different because every family is different. And what's important to families are different. So that's the wonderful thing about entrusting someone to help you with your vacation. Someone that has lots of experience and knowledge about Disney. Like I said, you could have gone to Disney 20 years ago. And what was the best thing that you ever had in the world 20 years ago might be the worst thing now. Things change. So we're always here to help people. We would love to you know, talk with you, to book your trip. Our services are always 100% free to our clients. And your support of our small company and our agents mean the world to us. So thank you so very much. And until next week when we find out, more Disney happenings. I just want to challenge you to be the magic in somebody's week this week and show kindness every day. Have a good one. Thanks for joining me. I'm so grateful for our community. Until next time, whether traveling the world, the neighborhood, or just through life, remember, travel jolly.